the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Disciples Pathway Ministries, a mobile ministry with Minister Robbie E. Lilly. Disciples Pathway Ministry is a mobile ministry advancing the kingdom of God so that no one is left behind when Jesus Christ, our King of Kings, returns for His great church. Good afternoon, family. Good afternoon. This is Minister Dion. My mother, Minister Robbie, is not here today, but she always sends you all of her love. She is praying for you all, and we hope that you guys are keeping our family in your prayers also. Hey, we got a great message today. I'm excited to deliver this one. You know, this one had came right after. It came in literally right after uh, the message that we spoke on on last week and even a week prior of the light of men. So I just continue to hope to carry into that, to that stead, into that direction. And I'm just asking you family, just pull up to the table, pull up to the table that we may eat up in his, eat up his bread and embrace him as, as who he is. Drink of his water, the living water. And so family, before we get into anything else, let's always come in in prayer. Father God, Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for this day. Thank you for your mercies that have been made new to us. Thank you by your manifold grace. We can approach you. Thank you for your blood that has covered us. Thank you for your faithfulness, whereas we were faithless. Thank you for your righteousness, whereas we've been found unrighteous. Thank you for your supply of peace. Thank you for your supply of patience unto us. Father God, as we come into your word, as we come into your presence, may we be undeterred and undistracted. May we lay aside every way of sin that we may receive everything that you would have for us to receive this day. Father God, I pray for knowledge, wisdom and understanding for both the family and I. Lord Jesus, how we love you and we thank you in Jesus name. Amen and amen. So again, family, from the previous message of the light of man, there was a, a holy deposition of, of a divine nugget. In other words, God dropped something off and here we are to pick it up. As previously mentioned, that nugget was that our ability to rest determines if we have the victory. Our ability to rest determines if we have the victory. So if I may, family, let me lay out the setting here. The mind is where the will of man is initialized. The heart is where the will of man is finalized. It is said that the brain has as many Neurons as the stars in our galaxy. It is said that the same minerals that make up the dirt of the earth are the 
same ones that compose the human body and its organs. I'm talking about the heart. Mainly. And so here we have the heaven of our mind, our intellect, our mentality that is positioned over the ever emoting sensuality of our earthly hearts. Now, between the two powerhouses lies our poor and feeble little souls. The title of today's message is Oh, My Soul. Oh, My Soul. So speaking about the soul and some of its attributes, we have to note that it's always positioned in the middle. Right there in the middle, again, between the heavens of our mind and the earth of our heart, there lies the soul. Where point A and in between point A and point B, there's a transition or a transfer. So to my next point, the soul is a information highway. I bring this up. Oftentimes here on the show, and I bring it up again, that some study done long ago by JAMA, they said that you have, again, 30 seconds to deal with a thought before it's accompanied by feeling. So within 30 seconds, that thought has made its way from point A to point B. And now your feelings are involved. Your soul is involved. So. By the processing of this information, I bring up another point. The soul will function based upon its condition. The condition being how it perceived the information. There's a psalm and a couple of them that goes, why is my soul downcast? Have you ever had that question? I'm mad and I don't know what I'm mad about. I'm crying. I don't know what I'm crying about. I'm Sometimes happy, I'm all over the place. Why is my soul in the current condition that it's in is what you're asking. Because oftentimes, family, we come across things and we come across places and things have an impact on us that we weren't even aware of. But our mind and our heart are having this transition, this this, this, this conversation, this information highway is, 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 is booked up in that rush hour. For these reasons, this is why the soul is historically the greatest battlefield. I know we've had some great battlefields here in our nation and across the world. And right now, the world is borderline at war. But there is no battlefield like that of the soul family. So I would like to navigate you all to the book of Exodus chapter two. And we're going to be starting in verse 11. Father God, as we read of your word, may your word come in and have its way with us, Father God, that we may go in the way of your word in Jesus name. Now it came to pass in those days when Moses was grown that he went out 
to his brethren and looked at their burdens. And he saw an Egyptian beating a Hebrew, one of his brethren. So to give you a little backstory here. In the land that Moses was originally in. The king of Egypt said there's too many of y'all talking about the Hebrews. It's too many of y'all. And so he makes an order to begin to kill the children. At least because he was so worried and that they would come in and be so numerable and want to stage a coup or a revolt and overthrow him. So he said, let me nip this at the, in the bud. I'm going to go after the seed. Let me, we got to wipe off the children and the generations that are to come so that they won't come for us. But Moses' mother, seeing that he was a fair child, a handsome young baby, wrapped him up, swallowed him, made an ark for him, and sat him in the river, and his older sister followed that boat. And Pharaoh's daughter was bathing and she took that, that 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 infant infant Moses and said look at what I look at what I found and his sister said hey man, do, do you need some help with that I can go get one of the the Hebrew women to go to nurse him and so it turns out that Hebrew woman that was hired for the job was Moses's mother so here lies Moses growing up in the royalties and the fabrics of an Egyptian. But he becomes grown and obviously curious. And he saw an Egyptian beating a Hebrew, one of his brethren. And I asked the question, how did he even know that that was his brethren? He was uh, he was raised an Egyptian. The simple question is, mama ain't raised no fool. Hey, don't get caught up in this palace. Hey, don't get caught up in this Egyptian way. Boy, you a Hebrew. So he looked this way and that way. And when he saw no one, he killed the Egyptian and hid him in the sand. <laughs> this is the dilemma, family, the catch 22, if you will. My spirit. Is Hebrew, the chosen, the apple of God's eye. But my flesh is Egyptian. I acknowledge the problem with a Hebrew eye, <laughs> yet offered the solution with an Egyptian hand. <laughs> Follow me, family. Follow me. Stay close. Stay close. I'm going somewhere. And when he went out the second day, Behold, two Hebrew men were fighting. Family, there was some rough exposure on some rugged terrain. See that he came down. As in he came down, family. I want to go back up to where we say he came down from his high place. He came down again from his customs. Of the Egyptians, his culture of the Egyptians. He ate like the Egyptians. He walked like the Egyptians. He talked like the Egyptians. And day two, <laughs> only two days of being out there, 
has he come upon this rough exposure on this rugged terrain. But I would like to know, I would like you to know, family, that in a police investigation or in the medical treatment of a spreading infection, the first 48 hours are the most crucial to gathering information. (laughs) His soul is in a certain place, family. And he said to the one who did the wrong, why are you striking your companion? Then he said, who made you a prince and judge over us? Do you intend to kill me as you killed the Egyptians? So Moses feared and said, surely this thing is known. When Pharaoh heard of this matter, he sought to kill Moses. But Moses fled from the face of Pharaoh, the face of Pharaoh and dwelt in the land of Midian. And he sat down by a well. Little did he know, family, little did he know he would be seeking the face of God. Coming away from the face of Pharaoh, because oftentimes we'll look to the face of other people. We'll look to the face of uh, the politicians. We'll look to the face of the CEO of the company. We'll look to the face of the social media influencer. We'll look to the face of culture. We'll look to the face of, of our preference. And in seeking those faces, we'll miss the face of God. But little did he know he would be seeking the face of God in a place he never known. Midian, the word meaning judgment. (laughs) Midian, a word that is rooted in middle. (laughs) His soul is in the middle. His soul is on the highway. My mind, my mind is, 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 is caught up. It's thinking like a, a, a Hebrew, but my heart is acting as an Egyptian. My mind is thinking and, and, and sympathy is, is thinking and trying to rationale and deal with situations as an Egypt as, a, as an Egyptian, but my heart is compassionate like a Hebrew, and now I'm in the Midian, in the middle, in the judgment. Could it be, family, that your soul never received what it needs because you were never Meet God at Midian? (laughs) Could it be that your soul never receives what it needs because you will never meet God in the middle? Oh, don't judge me. Don't judge me. We all don't judge me. I understand family prejudice. That is rendering a verdict or passing a judgment on somebody before you have the information, before you have the facts. But there's a proverb Yep, yep, it's a proverb. It's jotted down right there in the books of wisdom that says that a man is valued by what others say of him. Continuing family. Now the priests of Midian had seven daughters and they came and drew water and they filled their thoroughs to water their father's flock. Then the shepherds came and drove them away. But Moses stood up and helped them and watered their flocks. Now, in the midst of judgment in the land of Midian, bear in mind, family, that he ran into mercy. Let's keep in mind, he ran into mercy from one face to another face, from the face of Pharaoh into the face of God. And while in this place of mercy, while in this place of judgment, he met Seven perfect women. (laughs) Not that 
the women were perfect in themselves, but they were perfect in number and that God appointed them at perfect timing. <laughs> That's just Jireh being who he is, doing what he does, family. <laughs> then shepherds weren't them, them shepherds, them shepherds weren't shepherds. They were what you call hirelings. Jesus addressed the hirelings and said of himself that I'm not like these, these hirelings. These hirelings were people who were just hired to do a certain job. These hirelings were temporaries, were, were, were temp shepherds. They were almost like substitute teachers. They didn't really have the full scope of the subject matter. They were just put in a place to do a certain job. And people who hired them hoped that they did the job right. But Jesus said that I'm not like one of these. These hirelings that were notorious. They were notorious. They were notorious for running away and leaving their sheep. I'm the faithful shepherd. I'm the good shepherd that will forsake the 99 and go back to get the one that was lost. I am the pastor where the sheep will graze. I am the sheep gate where they enter unto the pastor. <laughs> Stay with me, family. Won't the devil try to send something against you to keep God something from you? He don't care that he'll send, he'll send in a hireling. He'll send a dart. He'll send a false report. He'll send a false prejudice narrative about your life. He'll send something against you to keep God something from you. So when they came to their father, he said, how is it that you come so soon today? And they said an Egyptian delivered us from the hand of the shepherds and, or the hirelings. And he also drew enough water for the flock. So he said to his daughters, and where is he? Why is it that you have left him? Call him that he may eat bread. <laughs> I want you to see this family, that it is after the act of deliverance that one is now able to come and commune and break bread. Why? <laughs> Why, oh, why do you think that the table was prepared for you in the presence of your enemy? <laughs> then Moses was content to live with the man. He gave Zipporah, his daughter, to Moses, and she bore him a son. He called his name Gresham, for he said, I have been a stranger in a foreign land. Now, it happened in the process of time that the king of Egypt died. The king of Egypt had died. Now, not talking to those who refuse to leave familiar places, family. I'm not talking to those who refuse to leave familiar places. Maybe because you haven't. Maybe because you haven't shaken some things up due to your lack of being overcome by revelation. Like Moses was after he came down from his high position in 48 hours. In the first 48, he was overcome with revelation. So much so that he shook up some stuff. He was willing to do what he was willing to do. Not this. Keep in mind that he didn't think he was going to be caught, but he did it anyway. And it shook up what was familiar to him in the palace. So. Stay comfortable in your status, the pay raise, the accolades, the 401ks and the office with the view. But I'm talking to those who have received a revelation from God, having sought his face. I want y'all to know that the and understand that time has a process built into it. This is why patience must have its perfect work. 
Then the children of Israel groaned because of bondage and they cried out and their cry came up to God because of bondage. So God heard their groaning and remembered his covenant with Abraham, with Isaac and with Jacob. God remembered his covenant and God looked upon the children of Israel and acknowledged them. Thank you, Father, for the reading of your word. If you're wondering if God is watching, trust me, family, God is always watching. He sits high and he looks low. His name is Elion, the most high God. His name is El Roy, the God who sees, but just because God is watching you does not always mean he will acknowledge you. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my father, the because there's a process, there's, there's some information that my father had shifted from heaven to earth for my father's will to be done on earth as it is in heaven. He taught the disciples how to pray. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, done many wonders in your name? And then I would declare to them, I, I never knew you depart from me, you who practice lawlessness, because I've been watching you. But now I can't acknowledge you, you hirelings, you wolves in sheep clothing, working with the hands of, a, of light, but that, that light is proceeding from the heart of darkness. What does this mean, family? What does this mean for us? That like Moses, you have to come to the mercy and through grace to get to God. In other words, you have to be vetted at Calvary. Amen. You have to be vetted at the cross. In conclusion, family, the soul will always be a place of battle. It will be a battlefield filled with hardship, toil and all sorts of labor. But God deems you victorious. In Christ Jesus, your rest is evidence of your victory, family. I don't have a bunch of elaborate points to give you. No rhymes and tokens. I can only give you this word today because, family, we have need to rest. Your rest is your evidence. Your rest is your testimony. Your rest is your victory. Because it's brought about by Jehovah Sabaoth who fights for you. His oath, his promise to give you Sabah, his rest, Jehovah Sabah oath shows up. And if you want Jehovah Sabah oath to show up in your life because you need rest, family. Because you're tired of tossing and turning, because you've grown weary, because you reached the end of yourself and you're needing to see the beginning of a new day. Tired of the same old faces in the same old places, some things need to be shooken up. The psalmist of the 103rd division said, and shaking it up, said, bless the Lord, oh my soul. You need to talk to your soul, family, because the power of life and death lies within your tongue. You need to send some information down in between. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. Send it, family, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Send it, family. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Who forgives all your iniquities. Who heals all your disease. Who redeems your life from destruction. Because I, somewhere on the highway, benefits bailed off. <laughs> somewhere on the highway, my iniquities got on. Somewhere on the highway, sickness then merged in. Somewhere on the highway, I forgot that redemption was here, but it's 
on the side of the road with has a light song. He forgives you, family, who crowns you with love and kindness and tender mercy, who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord executes righteousness and judgments for all who oppress. He made known his ways to Moses and his acts to the children of Israel. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in mercy, family. And it goes on and on and on and on, family, about God's mercy and goodness. I want to extend to you, family, an invitation. If you have not already, please receive of salvation. Because it's only by this that this rest and this victory shall come. Repeat these words after me. Lord, I am a sinner. In need of a savior. I believe you hung. Bled. And died in my place. And is now seated at the right hand of the father. Lord Jesus you are welcome. In this place of my heart. May your spirit never depart. Receive me as I receive you this day. In your holy name we pray. Amen and amen. Family. We here love you. And until next time. One voice. I speak. Life. Three star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to, he understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.